Welcome to the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm your host, Dr. Don McDonald, author of the best-selling book, The Underdog Curse. Weekly, we will be interviewing amazing chiropractors from around the world, finding out how they made their vitality shift. If you're a chiropractor that either wants to just move your practice away from treating pain and conditions, or if you just want to stay inspired, this podcast is for you. For more information on past shows, please visit www.drdonmcdonald.com, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. This is the Vitality Shift Podcast for Chiropractors. I'm Dr. Don McDonald, your host, and I get to start with my first interview in a year. Uh, so I got to get my interview shoes back on and... Uh, uh, people were wondering what we were doing for last year, not doing the podcast inter, uh, podcast as much. And uh, we were actually doing a lot of work one-on-one with some people. And so I thought maybe we could bring on someone that we actually did a lot of one-on-one work. And uh, and she, she's an amazing chiropractor and she's uh, she's transformed her practice and made a lot of, a lot of growth personally and professionally. And uh, I think she has an amazing story. So I wanted to share uh, share her message with all of you on the podcast. And so her name is Dr. Julie Darchuk. She's from uh, Saskatoon. She's been in practice for six years, graduate of CMCC. And uh, and I'm super excited that she uh, agreed to come on the show. So thank you, Julie, for being back on or being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Dr. Don. It's a pleasure. This is fun. So um, yeah, we've worked with you uh, like for a full year pretty extensively. So we know a lot of stuff about your story and stuff. But uh, just to let the listeners know, let's just start at the very beginning. How did you decide to become a chiropractor in the first place? Yeah. Okay. So I'll try to keep it as short as possible for my story. Um, so I got into chiropractic initially because my dad suffered of chronic low back pain. And so growing up, we would go to the chiropractor because, you know, multiple times throughout the year, his back would flare up. And sometimes he was on the ground for weeks, months at a time. And that's what we did. That's what helped him. So we took him to that, to the chiropractor. And I had always been, you know, interested in health, the body, sports. So, and school, I liked school and I knew that I wanted to do something in line with that. Um, I went into university taking arts and science, health science courses, and really started to kind of go into more of the anatomy, wellness, health versus more of, you know, the medicine Western style. And Mm -hmm. through that experience, um, I applied for chiropractic school and I got in and it was super exciting. My dad was, you know, my, my biggest supporter behind that. And I think also because I knew and he knew that I could help him and um, it, it was going to be great. So unfortunately, I never got that opportunity to help my dad because right before I had to move across the country to Toronto for schooling, my dad was killed by a drunk driver. Mm. So that was quite devastating, obviously very tragic for my family. Um, And I had to make a decision very quickly if I was going to stay at home with my family, my mother, support that family business my dad ran, or was I going to pursue this education that I got accepted into? So I chose to do it for my dad because I knew that he wanted me to go to school. And so I decided to go. Wow. So just, just already going to chiropractic school in the first place is, is pretty stressful. So um, knowing with that overwhelming stress, um, how did, how did you 
manage or cope uh, like through those that first year of chiropractic school because also first year chiropractic school is tough like it's 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 a lot it's pretty heavy academics how did how did you how did you deal with that yeah so there was a lot of uncertainty at that time i you know my my dad me and my dad was supposed to drive out there and find me a place and all that stuff but i found a roommate on facebook and <laughs> i showed up into this basement suite and you know, my first year, looking back now, I can say it's the brilliance of the body. But really what happened is I moved away by myself and I had this new identity. I was Julie and no one really knew what had happened to me or or my past history. And I think I developed into this new person in this new life. And, you know, first year you meet all these people and I just kind of went with it, but I didn't really know what was happening at the time. And I think my body had taken what had happened and stored it on a shelf and let me get through school. Um, second year for me personally, I found that was a little bit tougher than the first year because it kind of got more into the the deep sciences. And I knew at that time I was like, you know what? I just don't feel great. Um, but again, I, I just, push through and you're in it and that's what you do. And looking back, I can probably say that's grief and that's trauma and that's what it does to the body. But again, I was alone out there and I didn't know and everyone was grinding. So I thought this was just the grind. Right. Um, and it's then, almost, it's almost like a safety mechanism, right? But it, yeah. it, it you, you kind of almost kind of numb yourself, you kind of segregated all that stuff away. So to give yourself space to focus on school. And I think that's what happened. Exactly. I, I was numb and then I became, I had this, this new life mm-hmm. and, and that was my life in Toronto, which was very different than my life in Saskatchewan. Um, and then year three, I moved out of a basement suite. I uh, met my fiance, Pat, and I had this awesome support system. I lived with five girls and I really enjoyed the year three. It was a bigger picture, lots of hands-on stuff. Things were coming together more you know, globally versus the cellular level science. And I could really see the light at the end of that tunnel. So year three and four, I, I pushed through that and things started to get better. Uh Awesome. So you graduated, what year did you graduate? 2016. 2016. All right. So you graduate um, and then you got to find where to practice. So how did, how did you determine where to practice and whether to open your own office or associate or how did you make up that decision? Yeah. So that was another challenge because, uh, so I had met my fiance, Pat, and we decided that we wanted to stay together. I wanted to move closer to home to be closer to my family, um, from, through what we had all been through with the loss of my dad. But you know, someone from Toronto did not want to move to the prairies. So actually what I did in my fourth year is um, what I I fast tracked my clinical, which gave me the opportunity to do an externship. So Mm -hmm. I flew out and I did an externship here in Saskatoon. And that was an interesting experience because uh, actually, let me rewind. I wanted to do that because I wanted to make sure that, you know, if we moved to Saskatchewan, that, I had a great opportunity. Things would be good. I didn't, you know, want to have any resentment with that. And so I started doing this externship and I was, I don't know, it was not stimulating for me. And I was like, did I pick the wrong profession? What is going on? So then after I did those hours that I needed to do, I went and shadowed all these other clinics. 
Cause I was like, maybe I, I just need to, you know, see everything. What are all my options? And then I went into this clinic and it was different. Um, I was just like, wow. And totally intrigued the whole entire time. Um, it was a great experience. So then I reached out to that individual again and asked if we could have coffee. Um, just cause I had some questions. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing I had ever seen before. And actually we had a great conversation and then I had left and I was going to, you know, soon fly back to school for back in Toronto. And he called me and said, Hey, we weren't looking to hire anyone, but you walked through our doors and we think you're a perfect fit. So that changed a lot of things for me. And so we kept in touch. I graduated and then I came back and I started in that clinic. That's great. Yeah. And it's kind of nice sometimes because if you, uh, well, coming out of school, you know, we actually learn how to be a chiropractor, sort of, because yeah. there's still lots more to learn, but we don't really learn anything about business. So it is kind of nice to be able to kind of go into an associate role so that you can focus on being a chiropractor for a while without having to like worry about all the business things. Because do you think that would have been pretty overwhelming to come out and not really be like you practice in a different model than you graduated from, but then also to learn the business stuff. Do you think that would be challenging to do all that at the same time? Oh, absolutely. And I, looking back, like I'm so grateful for starting there because I, it was a busy clinic. I got my hands on a lot of people. I was able to develop a lot of skills. I learned from these practitioners who run a really great clinic. Like you said, the business part of it. So as an associate, I got, emerged in this very quickly. And I, I don't think I would have learned that by myself. I, I know I would have not have learned any of that by myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm very happy with how things started out. Now you've, so you basically uh, go to school and on the way to school, you get a bunch of trauma because your dad passes away. Then you have school, which is trauma. And then you have Canadian boards, which is trauma. And then you have starting your own practice as a social has trauma. And then you had another trauma. Can you tell people? Yes. So um, in 2017, so a year later, um, my younger brother was hunting and he was walking home. And unfortunately, a negligent hunter shot him. And so we received a phone call for the second time. Um, Devastating news. And that phone call that you never want to receive again twice. And it was like a bad dream. And it's like, how does this happen to us again? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was really messy. Um, It took a lot of time. And again, we were back in the court system. And yeah, the loss of two immediate families in a short amount of time. And all of that stress that that came with it. because at the end of the day, it was two poor decisions that cost the life of my family members. Right. That's, and that's even the most frustrating part too. And it's uh, when they're totally preventable, both of them. Yeah. And again, Julie, the person I am, I just kind of stored that on the shelf and I went back to work mm-hmm. and pretended that, Hey, I'm this new chiropractor. And, you know, some of my patients may be new, but lots of them didn't. And it was kind of the same theme as in school where I was going through stuff, but I, I did, I wasn't aware of what was happening because I'm the person where I just kind of push through and I'm fine. It's okay. I got this. Mm -hmm. 
um, until I wasn't fine and it wasn't okay. And I needed to take those things off the shelf and I needed to deal with them. And, and that comes up to the point, I think, where we started communicating and starting working together. So um, maybe you can tell listeners, like, this is kind of where we kind of kicked in, where you actually reached out for health. What, 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 what was the triggers that made you think, like, I need to get some help? That not, and I don't know if you consciously did it for your body, for your health, but I think it was for your practice. Or maybe what, what were you thinking of at that time? And what was the thing that made you reach out? I think it was a combination of things. So what was happening is I started developing this hip pain and I didn't really know what was happening and it was getting worse. I never had an injury that caused it. Um, I was working a lot. I was adjusting a lot. So I was like, maybe this chiropractic thing is just not good for me. Maybe I'm not meant for this. And I, it got to the point where I was, not able to do outside of work the activities that I love. I love being active. I like exercising. Like that brings me joy and fulfillment. And I could no longer do that anymore. Um, And then it was starting to affect my job where I was in a lot of pain after that. I had reached out to other programs and um, tried to get support in other ways, but nothing was really moving the needle for me. Um, But I was not willing to, you know, just jump ship and just figure something out. So that's when I came across you guys and and I reached out because I saw your programs and I was curious. So then we started connecting and through that talking about a few things, we decided to do some coaching. And, and so at the beginning, cause it's, it's, cause I think we had to work on multiple things at the same time. Cause First of all, maybe tell tell the uh, listeners about the the challenge of kind of going to school. It maybe is a little bit more, I hate to call it evidence-based because everything's evidence-based, but like more pain-based, let's say pain-based, more of a pain-based model, but you were more interested in trying to get more to like kind of a functional, vitalistic model. Tell tell everybody a little bit about that first, and then we'll talk about the body. (laughs) Yeah. So I think even before I got back into chiropractic care or chiropractic school sorry with my dad like whenever he was in pain we would take him to the chiropractor but no one really helped him or educated him we didn't know what we we didn't know at the time and I think a lot of that vitalistic chiropractic philosophy and and work with patients could have really helped him so I think intuitively that's what I wanted and coming back into this clinic that that is how they practiced However, I was still educated from CMCC. So I had this challenge um, kind of working with my patients and I could see it, but I didn't know how to connect the dots. Um, And then when I started working with you guys, you know, we had the functional testing and we had the language and we talked about the avatars and our patients and it really just brought everything for full circle where I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. And I just never had that background from my schooling to put all those dots together. So I feel like when I was reached out to you guys and started working with you guys, you understood from a global perspective, like this is what I had gone through personally in my life. This is where I was working. This is where I wanted to go. And when I had worked with other people, it was just really hard for me because I felt like I wasn't moving the needle. Whereas when I started with you guys, I'm like, Oh, 
they really understand what I'm, what I want to do, or maybe I understood what I wanted to do too. So, and and this is a good point because this is what we want to try to do with all our practice members, right? Is, is, is actually be able to dive deep enough into their life to be able to kind of connect the dots for them. Cause it's not that we, cause sometimes, like you said, you're not aware. So we have to dig deep enough to kind of find out why, why we want to shift because if you have a big enough why, then that kind of gives you the energy to push through those challenging days. Because when you do changes like this, it wasn't all smooth, right? When you start to do emotional testing, doing more communication, trying to tailor, explaining chiropractic based on people's values, that this is harder than just doing a script, right? But, and the whole experience, I was like, yes, I was like, this is right. And like you said, although it was a lot of work and a lot, it, it was hard, but I was like, everything made sense and I wanted to do it and I wanted to learn versus other times I was like, Hmm, that's an interesting perspective. So I was like, this is it. I truly believe it. Like I loved everything about it. Now let's talk a little bit about your uh, personal stuff too, because like it's all fine and dandy. Do you know, have this practice where we're communicating great and measuring objective function, but you're hurting every day. So to tell listeners a little bit about your journey through, um, through that pain. Yeah. So I had to start caring for myself. And one of the the biggest things was getting myself under consistent care. And I think, again, I knew that I needed chiropractic care, but actually being consistent with it over an amount of time and watching myself, I slowly, I just got better and better and better to the point I had to actually look back and be like, Oh my goodness. Like I can do whatever I want now. And before I was really struggling. So, and that's what I can say now I can run, jump, swim, go to work. Like I feel really good. Um, we worked obviously not physical aspect, but also on that mental, emotional glitters and glows. (laughs) We, we did a lot of work. Maybe tell a little bit about the glitters and glows. Just, just to, you know, it's hard to explain everything as you go through that mental wise. But what were some of the things that were that were helpful for you to kind of slowly, because you can't unpack, yeah, you, like you can't unpack all that stored trauma in one shot. Just like chiropractic, it takes a little while to take a little bite-sized pieces to process it all. But maybe uh, mention some of the things that you worked on that were that helped you a lot. I think the first thing was recognizing um, what had happened, which you guys made it so apparent to me. And I remember our first call after I filled out the questionnaire, um, you said, no one's filled out our questionnaire like this before. Everyone comes to us to grow their practice, grow their, their profitability, grow, you know, we see more patients. And I said, I wanted to be happy and I wanted to find joy. And I didn't even know I wrote that. And then on our first call, you said, I think you're struggling from, from PTSD. And I said, me, what? No, like not me. And then, you know, really breaking down, Hey, look what happened in your last 10 years. And like you had just said, trauma, 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 trauma. And I had never looked at it like that before. I just kept plowing through until my body no longer was allowing me to plow anymore. So that recognition. And then, like you said, how are we going to deal with this? So. I stopped doing a lot of things that I was doing before. Um, less is more. I came home and lots of times every day after practice, we had a bath. That was my homework. 
Um, and then we talked about glitters and glows. So, you know, taking those glitters or things in your day, um, or those feelings where you felt good. And I would write them down because we wanted those glitters to turn into glows where I felt like that all the time. And it wasn't a quick fix. Like you said, it was just keeping consistent with the basics. So I was making changes in practice, um, with my patients within, how I was caring for them, but then also how I was caring for myself at home um, and knowing that I needed to do these things. Um, But I think if I never had recognized the trauma that I went through for 10 years, I probably that that bath or those glitters and those glows or that patient care would have looked different for me. That was really one of the things that moved the needle for me. And I just, I never saw it. I never heard it before. and, And maybe I wasn't ready. I'm not sure. Um, but that was a total 360 for me. And that's so cool because it's just, it's just, it expanded over time. And I remember having multiple conversations with you about, um, the impatience of it because it it wasn't coming around as quickly as it can. And again, we work with a lot of chiropractors where it's funny because they're frustrated because a lot of their practice members are impatient because they're not getting better as fast, but yet there as a chiropractor, like, have you learned what it takes to heal on your own? And, And I think, Going through that process, that's made you, I think, a better chiropractor. Do you do you, do you find that it's you're able to use your experience when you're explaining care plans and why why the body does take longer to heal than most people think? Absolutely. Whether I'm explaining it or just even the confidence in giving that recommendation to the par- the patient, knowing that yeah, things take time. The body needs repetition. That that's how it works. And now I can say that, yeah, I've been through it and I was at rock bottom and I was able to climb up and it was just that it was consistent behaviors over time. And so after all that, you opened your own practice. This is, it's, uh, it's coming up on a year, right? That you'll be. Yes. So, so um, just tell a little bit about that transition, like uh, how you didn't, because uh, we had a lot of conversations where you didn't think you could be, you could, you couldn't have your own practice. So, tell us a little bit about that journey of that transition to being a business owner. Right. So, I will be with my clinic for one year, December first, and I knew that I always wanted to do more. Um, I wanted to fill up that cup. I just didn't know what that was. I I like people. I like relationships. So I thought, hey, I need a business partner. Like that would be really great because I can't do this thing on my own. And so that really wasn't an option for me. Um, and I remember talking to you guys. And you're like, you have everything. You can do it. We We see you opening up your own place. And I never... I just, I can't do that. I did not have the confidence, but again, we did the work. I did the work, you know, with some guidance and really figured out, yeah, I do have what it takes. Was it scary? Absolutely. Um, But it's really finding that confidence within myself and knowing that I could do it. And would it be smooth and easy? Absolutely not. Um, But I was worthy of it. I did the work. And I'm so happy of where I am today. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. You see, you almost get your own autonomy where you can kind of do the things you want. And, and again, sometimes I think in the past when we're, when we're, when we're uh, growing up on the same, where um, like if your parents really help you out a lot, you always, in, in a way, that's, that's very helpful. But then in some ways it feels like you, you can't do it on your own. And so uh, I used to have that as well a lot where you think like, 
well, I can't do that by myself. Like uh, you have to get other people around you to do stuff. So um, what would you say to anyone out there who's thinking the same thing as you, where they say, I don't think I can do it on my own. I think you need to get clear on what you want. And I thought what I wanted, you know, two years before this or a year before that is completely different than what I wanted now because I did that work to figure that out. Um, I didn't take that easy route and it took a lot of time. So I would tell people to really figure out what you want, what you need and talk to people, find mentors, find coaches, because yes, cheerleaders are awesome, but you need a truth teller. And I think that's the big difference with working with you guys and the group is that, you know, we talk about the peaks and the valleys and what the reality of it is behind it. Um, and also having confidence in yourself. Um, and I think I, you know, deep down, yes, I did have it. I, I, I just couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's, a, that's a huge, a huge thing. And I think that's super helpful. So, so, so thank you so much for sharing. That's great. We are half an hour blast by so quick. It's like, it's crazy, but um, I like to always ask a couple uh, questions just to end off. And uh, so if you could sit back in time and uh, see yourself when you're like 16 or 17 and you had like a time, time warp, what, what words of advice would you give your younger self back in that teenage years? Words of advice. I would say always keep growing. Um, whenever there's an opportunity for you to take a course, shadow, do that. Because I wish looking back that I had done more things. I had learned more at that time. Um, and maybe I would have went to a different school and maybe that's why I'm saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think doing my externship when I shadowed all those different clinics, it really opened up my eyes so that I could make a really great decision for myself. And so, yeah, I would say take every opportunity, keep low, keep growing, keep learning and, you know, find great mentors and coaches um, that you look up to and surround yourself with people that are wiser than you. That's those was good, good advice for a, for a young, a young Julie, right? Um, next thing is just at the end, just leaving with some words of wisdom. Uh, you know, we've got chiropractors out in that we talk to all the time that are like struggling with either loss, right? Loss of a loved one. That's, that's the thing. Um, uh, injuries, right? Um, inability to explain chiropractic in a vitalistic model or in, in, a, in a functional improvement, um, polyvagal uh, informed way, which you basically had all of those. So you, you should, you'd, you'd have the most knowledge of all this. Um, if someone's experiencing any of those challenges, um, what kind of advice, what words of advice would you like to leave those people with that might be listening today? Yeah, I would say reach out. Um, There is so many like-minded people out there and groups and communities that have gone through what you're potentially going through. And you have that support. Um, Like I said, those truth tellers and those cheerleaders that can help you. Um, For me, it it was you guys. It was this group. And I, I love the community. And yeah, I wish I found it years ago when I was a student in school. Um, but just don't give up. There's people who can help you move through whatever you're going through. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, taking the time out of your day to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you, Dr. Don, for having me. No problem. And so everybody out there, I uh, hope you enjoyed that podcast. And it's it's nice to be back and uh, spreading the word, the, world, the word around the world. And until uh, next time, shift on. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you've received value from this episode, please share this with a fellow chiropractor and take some time to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever your favorite place is to listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more about our programs and events, please visit www.thevitalityshift.com or connect with me on Facebook. I would love to hear from you. So until next time, Dr. Don out. Thank you.